In a world filled with big sports companies and high-end production podcasts comes a group of guys who paid five bucks for this intro. Welcome to Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. All right, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Eat, Sleep, Fantasy football podcast, also known as the Usher Gotta Let It Burn of Fantasy Football Podcasts. No, you don't like that one? No, it was okay. All right, my name is Christian Brito, and joining me as always is Mr. Dale DeMott. What's up, Dale? As always, I'm always here. And uh, didn't Usher get charged or something for uh, giving some girl an CD? Is that a thing? No, he, he, paid her, he, he paid her off, so he doesn't get charged. But he still gave it to her. He did give her an STD. Also joining us is Armando Crespo with his insightful STD knowledge. I have lots of knowledge on STDs and HIV. Uh, you can follow me at Thunder Crespo in all formats. And send your questions there. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Thunder Crespo, all your HIV-related questions. He's not just sure about them. He's HIV positive. Um, all right. Well, anyways, That's we're talking. That's not funny. I'm so sorry. It's not funny. Can we start over? No, we can't. I'm leaving that in. Um, okay. Anyways, we're talking about our wide receiver rankings, 1 through 15 today. We talked about running backs, uh, pretty lengthy conversation about running backs last couple episodes. So today we're talking about really 115. Later today we're going to have Joseph Robert on the show. He's a fantasy football counselor, cool guy. Um, we're we're going to be doing stuff with him throughout the season. And, uh, yeah, I think that's about it. you have anything to add? Yeah, I'm sorry, Joseph. I, I, I was aggressive on the trail prior ranking. People like, haven't heard that yet. Yeah, they haven't heard the well, – Now stay tuned, guys. <laughs> <laughs> You'll hear Armando get really aggressive. Anyways mm-hmm. – um, I actually I have a couple of things to add really quick. If you want in our listener league, hold, uh, on, hold on. We what? have a drop for this now. If you're going to do any sort of housekeeping, what do you need to do? Okay, we have housekeeping. Housekeeping? You want me to jerk you off? <laughs> and uh, so, anyways, <laughs> <laughs> we um, if you want to get in the listener league, all you have to do is rate us on iTunes, give us a five star rating, and screenshot it and send it to eatsleepfantasy at gmail dot com, and uh, we'll you'll get entered into the pool to be. Uh, in our 16-team listener league. Do you want to give a spot out today, uh, Christian? We gave one out yesterday, or do you want to wait a couple episodes? Um, actually, I saw an email today of uh, of something that I really liked, and I'm not sure if you're going to agree with me on it. I do. I do. The, uh, I, I know what you're You know saying. what I'm talking about? The, yeah. the one that sent it on behalf of her husband? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Re- right. re- read it. Um, give me two seconds. But, right, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll read it. This is from Natalie Riley. Um, she says, hands down, the best fantasy football podcast in America, maybe the world, possibly even the universe. That's pretty big praise. Uh, yeah. FYI, my husband is also making me write this review so he can get into the listener league. <laughs> we should just let her in and not her husband. Stipulation is she has to manage the team. Or he has to call his team Natalie. Oh, yeah. Anyways, all right, so uh, I know that's kind of new, and we're not forgetting about all the people that have sent in, you know, reviews earlier, but I think that just because it's topical, because we just talked about it, do you want to let Natalie in? I, I don't think that's worthy at all, guys. That's just, it's cute, but I don't know. She said best in the I, universe. I, did I see anything written about Armando in there? That, that was one of our stipulations. Okay. <laughs> um, well, since it's a three-person podcast, we can... Decide. All right, let's take a vote. Say, Armando say no. says no. Dale say says yes. yes. And I'm going to say conditionally yes, 
but we have to figure out something we need to do as far as either something to do with Natalie on your team name or okay, she, how about, she has to he, make your first round pick. No, 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 no. I got it. I got it. I got it. Or she has to review us again with her other. <laughs> no, okay. He has to name his team Natalie and he has to draft an address. Ooh. How do we enforce that? I don't know. <laughs> All right. Forget it. All it's, right. Are we letting them in or not? <laughs> okay. Contingent on naming the team Natalie and something else of our choice later, perhaps dress related, we'll let this guy in. Okay. Deal. deal. All right. All deal. Right. So, I don't right. know. Does that word we're doing deal? Okay. Deal. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, before we get started on the rankings, really quick, I have one more housekeeping issue. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about Draft Party USA. Um, you can always go to draftpartyusa.com to check out all their stuff. Um, really, what I want to talk about is the New Orleans uh, location. New Orleans. Why did you Orleans. just say it like that? I know, right? How, how do you say it? <laughs> New Orleans, not New Orleans. No, My- actually, it's New Orleans. New Orleans? New Orleans. New Orleans. Like you, you skip the E-W, you just New Orleans. New Orleans. Well, New Orleans. My, hold on. First of all, my family, my mom's whole side of the family is from New Orleans. So I could say it any way I want. Um, anyways, so Trap Party USA is really gearing up to do some awesome stuff in New Orleans. They are you know, hooking you up with an awesome place to – to have the draft set it up with the food and beer, like everything we talked about, drinks, uh, pretty much any package you want, they can create for you. We have some really cool stuff coming up later this week uh, involving maybe a contest. So um, is that a little tease? Uh, maybe somebody could win something really cool. Or if you're maybe a- Drew Brees is going to be on our show. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Why? No, he's not going to be on our show. Drew <laughs> Brees is not going to be on our show. Um so anyways, uh, draftpartyusa.com, definitely check them out. They always have a draft consultant available um, pretty much any time you call. Uh, you can check out their website, draftpartyusa.com, or you go to uh, – you can give them a call at 702-781-1148. There you go. All right, thanks for the save. Uh, definitely check them out. Awesome, awesome product, awesome guys over there. And again, stay tuned. We have some really cool stuff coming up for him pretty soon. Yep. All right. So we can get into the real stuff, right? No fluff. No more fluff. Uh-huh. I mean, I'm on the show, that, so always fluffy. All right. Anyways, we're talking about 1 through 15. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go through this just really quick. And everybody pretty much has Antonio Brown. Really no need to talk about him. Uh as a consensus, we have Mike Evans, Julio Jones, Odell Beckham, and A.J. Green running up our top five. I don't think there's a lot really worthy here to talk about. We're kind of almost all in agreeing that some form, those are our top five guys. Anything you want to add for any of those that's worthy of the show? Um, no, I really like A.J. Green this year. I do want to just quickly ask Dale, and uh, since you're a big Marshall guy and you believe he's going to be upwards of eight touchdowns this year, you think that affects Beckham's touchdowns, and where would you see him being? Because last year was his career low, and it was still 10 touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, t- 10 touchdowns. I think Eli Manning, this is going to be the, probably one of the first years in a really long time, if not ever, that he's going to have two wide receivers of this caliber in Odell Beckham and Brandon Marshall. Brandon Marshall didn't have a good last good year last year, but don't forget that he was a powerhouse two years ago when he led the league in touchdowns. Um, with a quarterback like Eli Manning and not Ryan Fitzpatrick, I think he'll only be better. Um, so will o- Odell Beckham, the, the 10 touchdowns where it is what it is, he'll get him or maybe not. But the 13, 1400 yards, I think it's sustainable for Odell Beckham. Does that answer your question? 
Yeah, that answers my question. Okay. All right. All right. So the next guys we have here, uh, kind of breeze through the top five. Uh, Jordy Nelson, which I'm really high on. I actually had Jordy Nelson at number three overall. Uh, Armando has him at seven. Christian, you have him at nine. Why are we so different with Jordy Nelson, Christian? Uh, wow, I'm the lowest one? Yeah, nine. Hmm. I just moved them up. No, there's no way I'm the lowest one on Jordy Nelson. You are. I, ha- I have him at seven. Oh, Dale, you have him at three. That's yeah. that's ridiculous. No, it's not. And it's pretty ridiculous. Okay. Over. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Is it crazy, stupid, or bold? Stupid. Yeah. It is nice. normal. <laughs> I I think Jordy Nelson could finish anywhere between one and 15, and I would not be surprised. I think and I think there's just a few guys that I would rather have. Like, I'd rather have A.J. Green. You have A.J. Green lower than him. I, I'd rather have uh, Odell Beckham. I think it's insane to have Odell Beckham behind Jordy Nelson. Um, T.Y. Hilton, if Andrew Luck is healthy, I would rather have T.Y. over Jordy. But that one might change very soon. I might put Jordy over him. Michael Thomas is another guy that I've been going back and forth with the Jordy ranking. Do I trust the target share? Uh, reduced Michael Thomas, who I think is a better player at this point in his career, or do I trust Jordy Nelson, who is in, uh, you know, just as good of an offense and is going to be super targeted by Aaron Rodgers? So Listen. I think you can make the argument either way, but if you have guys that are ascending talents versus a guy that I think is a descending talent, I think I'd rather have a guy like Michael Thomas um, than Jordy. Well, look, I have Jordy so high just because – Aaron Rodgers is probably the best quarterback, especially the best fantasy quarterback at at least. Uh, Jordy Nelson had the fewest receptions out of everybody in the top five and still finished number one. I trust the number one wide receiver that has the best quarterback in the NFL. That's Jordy Nelson, and there's I don't think there's any really much to, more to say than that. I mean, you're you're just trusting the guy who has the best weapon to give him the ball. Say about that. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know. I feel like Antonio Brown, Mike Evans, Julio Jones, Odell Beckham, AJ Green are all shoe-ins to go above Jordy Nelson just based off talent and abilities. I just can't see Jordy Nelson. He's ancient at this point. He's like 34 he's right been, now. He was the number one wide receiver last year. I mean, yes, but he those, was ancient those five guys year. have he's only a year older. Those, those five guys year. are more talented than Jordy Nelson. You have to rank them higher just based on we have talent. Not, we have not seen any kind of decline in Jordy Nelson at all. When when you start seeing decline, then you can come talk to me. There's, uh, you can see an ascension of Devontae Adams uh, who can eat into his – Yardage he had twelve hundred sure. yards and fourteen touchdowns. Okay. That's not a decline. Devontae Adams is going to eat into his catches, his receptions this year for sure. Why didn't he eat up into him last year? He's ascending. He's, he's young. He's only his third year. Okay, so maybe next year, maybe the year after. Maybe the year okay. after that. Whatever. <laughs> All right. So we, let's just move on. Um, Jordy I Nelson. I do want to say one thing. Jordy Nelson had twenty-four and a half percent of the target share in Green Bay. I think <clears throat> you. You add a tight end, you have Devontae Adams, who possibly is an ascending talent. You maybe try to run the ball a little bit more with con- a, a little more consistency in the backfield with Montgomery and maybe Williams. Um, I just think that 152 targets takes a little bit of a knockback. I, I, I still think he's going to finish right around that 1,200 yards like he did last year, but those 14 touchdowns go to you know, 10 touchdowns, and all of a sudden you no longer have a top three receiver you have a top 10 receiver Randall Cobb is gonna have a bounce back season I disagree but I just think there's other guys that take a little bit of that target share and you'll see Jordy's 24 and a half percent go down to 20 21 percent all right so the guys out 
Next guys that we can talk about, uh, we already mentioned Jordy Nelson. Number seven is T.Y. Hilton. Number eight is Michael Thomas. Nine is Des Bryant. Ten is Doug Baldwin. I want to talk about Des Bryant really quick. Uh, we talked about him a little bit with the fantasy counselor. You'll hear that later in the show again. But um, Des Bryant, his quarterback is kind of falling in a lot of drafts. People aren't as high. As, you know, Everybody thinks maybe he'll decline a little bit, that that offense is going to be ran through the running back and not necessarily the air game. Are people forgetting this when they rank Des Bryant? I'm not. I got him ranked 14. Burrito, you have him at six. Um, I think if there's anybody that plays 16 games that is a lock for double-digit touchdowns, it's Des Bryant. Yeah, the problem is he can't play all 16 games or 17 games. I mean, he did he, he did in, in 13 and he did in 14. So twice uh, in his career? Twice in the last four years. That's how I look at it. <laughs> <laughs> 50% of the time it works every time. <laughs> Uh, last year, he played 13 games, had eight touchdowns. I think you give him uh, 16 games, he'll finally do that this year again. Uh, he'll get 10 touchdowns at least. Okay. I, I like him. He's a he's the number one red zone threat in the in the NFL in terms of receivers for me. Okay. He is the the clear prototypical X receiver. He might not, you know have as many receptions he's a guy that you might rather have in standard leagues um he might take a little bit of a knock in a ppr league just slightly compared to some of these other guys but i I really like him to have 12 13 14 touchdowns this year okay fair enough um our number 11 consensus wide receivers amari cooper we talked about him i think we talked about him in the mock drafts a couple times for where he's going in drafts let's not think about value let's just think about talent and fantasy production Yes or no to both of you. Is Amari Cooper a top 12 wide receiver in fantasy? Don't think, don't think about his ADP. Don't think about his value. No. Just think right now. No. No. <laughs> That's uh, yes. Yes, he, he is. is. You have him ranked uh, 13, Dale. I think question was 12. You, your, so your answer is no as well. He's gonna my, be I'm the only one that has him in the top 12, actually. <laughs> I'm, I'll put him in my top 12. I really I believe in him. Who are you moving him over? Brandon Cooks. Cooks. And yeah. Sammy Watkins. Jesus I'm, Sammy Watkins is staying. Brandon Cooks is a guy that we're going to talk about a little bit later with the counselor, but, man, he's going to be up in the top 15 by the end of the year. I think most of us agree on that. I'm not sure Armando does. But he's going to be annoying as fuck to Are we own. talking about Cooper or Cooks right now? Cooks. I, I want to say something about Brandon Cooks when you're done. Sorry. Okay, yeah. go ahead. We're, we're the I feel like they're going <laughs> to – I was just going to say, I think he's going to transition more from, like uh, – He's going to transition more from like a deep threat wide receiver to more possession <laughs> wide receiver. What? What, Brito? Why the fuck are you laughing? <laughs> fuck you, man. Fuck you, Brito. <laughs> Nothing, man. You just said he was going to transition like four times. That's all. <laughs> I, I, we're only using one mic, and Dale's like telling, calling me closer to him. Calling call me closer to him. So I keep saying the same thing until it's heard on the mic properly. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think okay. you're. I think that's got weird. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my and Armando's mouths are like probably three inches apart right now. Oh. <laughs> so two inches farther away than normal. Yeah. Uh, mm. With our the mic in the middle. Who's Mike? Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's talk that's a good about. good joke. It was not a good joke. This is the problem. You guys ate each other on. <laughs> it's so fucking annoying because there's really stupid stuff. Stupid no, just jokes. think about it, man. Just think about it. The mic is in the middle. I, I, I understand Ooh, that. It was way too easy. And it's really annoying that Brito <laughs> laughed at it. And now Armando thinks he's funny. 
The audience thinks I'm funny, Dale. They voted on that. Nobody voted nothing. Okay. Let's talk. Okay, there's two two guys I want to talk about to wrap up our top 15. Um, first guy that we're going to talk about is DeAndre Hopkins, wide receiver of the Houston Texans, uh, with probably a rookie quarterback guiding that offense and Deshaun Watson, I'm guessing, for most of the season, if not to start it off. DeAndre Hopkins last year played all 16 games, had just under 1,000 yards and four touchdowns. He's going to get more than four touchdowns. We're all agreeing to that, right? Yes. Like, right off the bat. And he's going to get oh, as well. So you can't agree that Eric Ebron will have positive touchdown regression? Whatever, man. Screw you. Yeah, let's let's compare DeAndre Hopkins to Eric Ebron, please. I'm just saying you're, you're, you're assuming his touchdowns have to go up based on the rest of his production. Why because wouldn't DeAndre you? Hopkins is really good. Okay. Okay. Eric Ebron's really good. He had he had over 100 targets to him, completed 65 of those, into passes. I will, I will say this for for Hopkins' production: look at the two previous years, uh, 1,200 yards, 1,500 yards, and you look at his entire career. Played 16 games in every single season. Injury is not a concern. You just are concerned about quarterback play. Um, I think if there's anybody that could uh, make a nice bounce back, be at least 1,200 yards again. I don't know if the touchdowns will be there, but 1,200 yards, six touchdowns like he was in 2014, I think Hopkins is a pretty good lock to be that. Cool. Okay. Fair enough. And he has the upside that we saw two years ago of being more than that, 1,511 the previous year. Yeah. You have him at 13. Armando has him at 13. I have him at 15. Um, I think that's all pretty fair. I I think he's somewhere between there. Uh, will I bump him up? Probably not, because that means I he's, have to bump. That means I I'm going to gonna move him to 12. I'm going to move him over Cooks. He's a guy who's been looking. I, I've been trying to figure out how I can put him in my top 12. And you can I move just, Cooper out of there. Jesus Christ. No, I, 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 you don't realize that's how a, good Cooper is. Go, I, know, I, know, I know he's a very talented wide receiver, but I know Crabtree's way better. Wait, wait, hold on, time out, hold on. Well, I'm going to address that ridiculous statement yes, you just that, made. I'm, but I'm, hold on. It's a little ridiculous. DeAndre, Ho- if we're going to just say something. <laughs> yeah, we're Armando talking just about said, DeAndre Hopkins. Armando just said, it's a little ridiculous. I just said it. <laughs> All right. DeAndre, Armando doesn't care what he says. Armando is just saying things for the sake of pissing you off at this point. <laughs> Don't forget, Blake Burles has legs. Um, DeAndre Hopkins is at one of the five. No, DeAndre Hopkins is one of the three best wide receivers in the NFL. Talent-wise. Yes. Talent-wise. So oh. get the fuck out of here with Amari Cooper because he is not. What are you arguing with? Wait, what was your point? <laughs> that you, you were saying Amari Cooper is super talented, and we're talking about DeAndre Hopkins. Like, DeAndre Hopkins is a better player than Amari Cooper. Oh, sure. Yes, I agree with that. I'm just okay, saying then. You, should, you should move DeAndre Hopkins above Amari Cooper. No, because the offense is not as good, and the quarterback play is not as good. Bet. Eat bet. Eat bet. Eat bet. Take it. Eat it. Eat it. Eat it. All right, let's yeah. move on because now Armando is, is yes. even. Yeah, he's right. trying to raise. He he knows how to raise my blood pressure. <laughs> right. I think that we're done for the day. No, we're not done for the day because we have one more guy to talk about. One okay. more guy to talk about, Mister Keenan Allen, okay. wide receiver for the Los Angeles Chargers. Last year, he didn't play much at all. <laughs> uh, we're all hopeful that he will have a full season. If he does. PPR formats, he's easily a top 10 if he plays every single game. Anybody disagree with that? Top 10 in PPR formats? I guess that science means that he will be a top 10 if he plays all 10 games, if he plays all 16 games. 
Keenan Allen is a guy that I'm starting to feel more and more nervous about. Um, <laughs> it's the preseason hasn't even started yet. It's not really concerning his injury history. Um, the more I look at the numbers, the more I see that if Keenan Allen doesn't have at least double-digit targets, he's not productive. And when you look at other pieces being added into that offense, um, and I think the further emergence of Melvin Gordon, <clears throat> the progression of Hunter Henry, they drafted another wide receiver. I know he's banged up, but with the hopes of having another guy, Tyrell Williams uh, coming back. I, I don't see Keenan Allen getting 160 targets this year. He's not going to average 10 targets a game. And if he doesn't get 10 targets in a game, he's not effective. I mean, when you um, say not effective, how? Okay, I'll give you um, a stat that I read from uh, Mike Taglier. I hope I'm saying his name right. Um, Tags. All right, well, I'm going to call him Tags. <clears throat> so 27 games that Keenan Allen has had 10 targets or less. In those 10, 27 games that he's had 10 targets or less, he's averaged 3.9 receptions and 49 yards per game. In the 11 games that he's seen at least 11 targets or more, he's averaged 10.36 receptions and 117.8 yards per game. Like, do you really see Keenan Allen getting the number of targets that he got in that short half a season that he was elite? Because I don't. I mean, um, he's, I mean, he's always played alongside Antonio Gates. I mean, and that, that's been fine. Um, I don't think that Melvin Gordon is going to take away a ton of targets. If, so. if Keenan Allen plays uh, 16 games, let's give him six, all 16 games this year. How many targets do you think he would have? Uh, in 2013, he had 105 targets. In 2014, right. 121 in 14 games. Right. He can, okay. I, he, he can get, uh, let's see, in all 16 games, I bet you he can average um, – I think he'll get around 115 targets. Uh, he'll be. What? I, I I would have him at 130. That's 130 targets. Okay. That's, you think that's low? No. I, I think that, that could be about right. 130 targets. He could be very productive with 130 targets. Yeah. I mean, Phillip Rivers had the 10th most uh, attempts last year among quarterbacks. There's going to be balls thrown. Yeah, and he's not going to be double covered anymore. He has Tyrell Williams, Travis Benjamin out there, and then Melvin Gordon is going to be. They're going to stack the box against him. Right. With Phil Rivers throwing the ball, he's going to be productive if he's healthy. That's the biggest question mark. Plus he plays up a hundred games, one hundred and thirty targets. I mean, it's hundred games. Oh my god, sixteen <laughs> games, one hundred thirty targets. Uh, that I'm, to I'm, me, I'm, is... I'm taking the under on hundred games. <laughs> hundred games. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. All right, let's move on. I just don't. I, I don't I have feel confident nine. with him. I don't think his. Uh, I think he's not only has a lot of concerns, um, but also his upside is not as good as people seem to think it is. Right. Okay. Okay. Let's do this. Armando has him at nine. Brito has him at eighteen. I smell an e bet here, and you guys, I don't think I've made an e bet against each other. I've been trying all episodes. We have like seven e bets against each other. I think you need one more because this difference is way too much. You guys need to put your money where your mouth is. I'll take it. What's your bet? Keenan Allen finishes outside of the top twelve this year. Outside top fifteen. What's you have in the middle? Uh, no, middle, it's middle, twenty-seven. Gra- nine, no, it's, it needs to be four spots away from each other for it to be in the middle. Yeah, but it's all right. So thirteen outside the top thirteen. Thank you for that. Okay. Did I help? You? All right, Keenan <laughs> Allen. <laughs> all right, 
Keenan, Keenan Allen will finish outside the top 13 this year. If he plays all 16 games. If he plays. If, uh, per, yes. No, no, no caveats. This is just a flat-out bet. Okay. It's fine. 13. Thir- so. Because it's fair because 13, you actually win the bet. Exactly. So that's right. That's And then 14 or below, I win the bet. Right. Okay. That's fine. I'll take it. All right. That's, I will as well. Me. Great. That's a good one. And you know what's awesome? I have him on... <laughs> I believe I have him on both teams that I've already drafted. <laughs> You're gonna be rooting against him every week. Uh, I'm just gonna be like, I'll take the one eat bet loss. <laughs> or you just hope that he finishes 14 every every week. Um, <laughs> Keenan Allen, last week of the year, he's right sitting right at 13. Come on, come on, finish right at 14. <laughs> hey, uh, okay, so. I think we're just about done here, but I wanted to go over some quick news with you guys. Um, we haven't reacted, and I guess because we're all Dolphins fans, we're trying to stay away from it for some reason. We haven't reacted to the Jay Cutler signing of the Miami Dolphins. What does this mean for fantasy? Let's not talk Wait, about real Jay football. Jay Cutler signed the Miami Dolphins? Yes, he's so good that he signed the Miami Dolphins. Okay. He signed the uh, Miami Dolphins. I don't think it really does much for... Damn. The only the only changes I see is I would feel a little bit less confident <clears throat> in Jarvis Landry, and I would feel about the same, if not a little bit more confident now in Jai. Okay. Yeah, I moved Devontae Parker up slightly just because he Jake he likes the outside receivers. Yeah, he loves big guys, um, and maybe it'll be Kenny Stills instead. But uh, one of those two guys can have a really good season, really good, meaning around nine hundred yards. Um, so right. okay, uh, another big news in the world of football is Quincy Nunwa. He is out for the 2017 season, along with the Jets' hope to win two games next year. Dude, they are. I, I feel like they're trying to lose, and then on top of that, like, bad just, things are happening. Yeah, that team is a dumpster fire. I'm touching no one but the law power. I saw a lot of Robbie Anderson. Yeah, on I mean, on Twitter today, and Jenkins I'm like, as well, no, maybe. no, thank you. No, I'm not touching. I mean, yes, it does bump up Austin Safarian Jenkins, but no, to, like I, no, no, I listen, want can, none let me of my that. I, I understand it bumps him <laughs> up, but yeah, is he draft? Is he draftable in a 12 team league? No, but it, he has to get bumped up because he will see a little bit more. To I mean, what? What? Tight, he goes up from tight end 28 to tight end 26. Tight end 20. Austin Sperry and Jenkins will not high. be a top 20 <laughs> tight end. I agree with you. I agree with you. you guys That's what I'm saying. Double leap bet? You think he will be a top 20? Yes, it takes one good game for him to be a top 20, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go look at where, where top 20 tight end finished last year. It's probably like 25 catches for 400 yards. Uh, let's see. 20, oh. The 20th best was Gary Barnage last year. He played all 16 games, 600 yards, and two touchdowns. Well, Austin Spring Jenkins get 600 yards and two touchdowns. Yes, I think it's possible. Oh, if, if he's man. the only wide receiver, I think, he, I, th- I think he can get. See, the thing with tight ends that worries me is he could get 400 yards, five touchdowns, and finish inside the top 20, yeah. Yeah, no, and have a that. completely useless season. Yeah. yeah. Um, he'll be better yeah, than Ebron. We can all agree on that, right? Uh, moving on, um, Anquan Bolden signed with the Bills. Um, yeah, I'll draft Bolden in the 15th round for sure. 
I'm I'll do not. a bet that that Eric Ebron will finish at least ten tight end spots higher than Austin Safarian Jenkins. Not taking that. I believe in Ebron too hard. <laughs> <laughs> hard. Um, I don't know why I'm so angry <laughs> when both of you guys laugh at stuff and I don't. I get so angry. You have no idea. <laughs> like it infuriates me. Like it's that's... like a sixteen year old took over the podcast. <laughs> exactly. Um, giggling. Uh, Latavius Murray was activated off the pup list. Doesn't mean very wait, much. Wait, wait, wait. What does that mean? What does that mean? This is our first This is our first chance. Oh, he's activated. He's a full-grown dog. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> he was upgraded to the fully-grown dog list. He is on the fully-grown dog list. First of Dale, do you, have that, do you have that drop, the dog drop? Uh, I have the one that goes, the romantic yeah, one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can you put that <laughs> yeah, in yeah, here oh, for oh, the oh. Philly Girl dog list? Yeah, 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 yeah. We totally forgot about that. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah. All right. I think that pretty much sums up our, <laughs> no, our last thing. Os- Osweiler <laughs> yes. will be starting the first pregame, and so will Simeon um, in week one of the preseason. Okay. All right. Let's 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 go ahead and talk to the fantasy counselor. All right, on the phone with us now is the fantasy football counselor, Joseph Robert himself. Uh, you can find him uh, on his website, actually, ffcounselor.com. Joseph, thanks for joining East Sleep Fantasy. How you doing? What's going on, boys? What's happening today? Yeah, not much, man. We uh, really appreciate your time here. Uh, I know we have crazy schedules. Uh, Joseph is running a podcast as well. He runs the No Fluff uh, fantasy football podcast, basically giving you uh, what seems to be maybe thirty mi- or fifteen to thirty minute shows at a time. Is that right? Right. We try to uh, just get right to the chase. You know, straight to the point. No fluff is like what I call it, and uh, I just want to get that information in smaller incremental times because people, you know, time is valuable, obviously, and I want to fit that in the commute. So I created something that's a little bit different, just kind of changing the podcasting game, making it you know a little more exciting in a, in a sense. Yeah, yeah, we are pretty much uh, all fluff. All fluff. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> literally. <laughs> but I'll tell you guys. I gotta tell you. I gotta tell you guys about your your show. And I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't really cross promote with too many people. And you know, and, and honestly, it's something about you guys that I really like. And I think it's the genuineness. And you guys are more real. And, and you know, when when you guys actually tell a joke, I was laughing. I remember I was listening to this podcast. I think it was the last episode where you guys came out with an Australian accent. I, th- I thought that was pretty funny, and I genuinely laughed. <laughs> Thanks, man. Uh, it's really good. It's good. It's not this fake. It's not fake. It's, it's, you guys are coming from a genuine point of view, and, that, and that's what I like about you guys. That's sure. why I really wanted to be on the show. Hey, man, no, we, we appreciate it. So, Thank you. Yeah. Really quick, I, I notice you, know, you go to your website, uh, FF Counselor, is that right? Yep. Uh, FFCounselor.com, and I see uh, a lot of promotion with Martavis Bryant and David Johnson here. I'm wondering if there's a cool story behind that and how you got hooked up with them uh, to, to help well, you get your word out. For sure. Well, David Johnson was back at the brand last year before he really blew up and <laughs> took over fantasy football. I get into that later, but Martavis, a couple of years back, I was at a, a National Sports Collectors Convention show. Originally, when I started out, I started off with a fantasy frame, and it was like a league prize. You put your sports cards in. We do the engraving. It came with a unique, came with a unique backing in the back. And what you do is you display your team on a wall instead of a trophy. So I was at the show and Martavis agent came by and he said, you know, I like your brand. You know, maybe you can work with this new guy. He's kind of raw, that type of thing. And I met Martavis and, I, and he backed my brand for two years. And we know what happened with Martavis. And then 
you know, I just kind of wanted to reconnect with him. And then I talked to his agent and we reconnected again this year. And I'll tell you, I'm just going to go off on a little bit of tangent here. This guy is ready. He is ready to go. There's a different physiology to him. He was more confident. He spoke more. I think he's ready to uh, tear it up this year. That's awesome. That's that's a really cool connection you have. And especially, I mean, Martavis Bryant, not a lot of people saw that coming. And, uh, and yeah, he's definitely prime. I think, Brito, uh, you're, you're pretty high on Bryant uh, this year, aren't you? Right. Uh, I, I like him this year. I think he's he's starting to climb to the zone where maybe I don't feel comfortable drafting him, but I, I think he's definitely uh, in line for a big year. Yeah. Um, we're we're going to get right into our rankings, uh, Joseph. I, I really kind of wanted you on because I know you have a lot of cool, good takes on some of these wide receivers, especially in the top 15 range. Uh, for us, you know, Antonio Brown, we've talked about him plenty of times. He's almost a consensus number one for nearly every podcaster analyst though it starts getting a little messy here when you talk about the second and third guys you know a lot of people have julio jones mike evans um maybe even odell beckham not many people are talking about uh michael thomas as their number two which you are i'm really curious to hear your take here and uh give us some input on uh why you like michael thomas so much and um, maybe try to convince try to convince me to move him up well i have something called the cutty system right consistency upside durability, depth, and youth. I follow this in my head, a systematic approach of when I draft a player. I make sure my, I'm very particular about my team. I'm, I'm borderline obsessed with this, guys. So Michael Thomas, I mean, there's so much upside there in the Cuddy system, and the youth is there, right? So he's, he's a 23 years old, 6'3", dynamic player, one of the best quarterbacks throwing him the ball. Now, if you look at Cooks' numbers last year, 1173 in regards to receiving yards, I mean, 78 receptions. That's going to go, Thomas, 92 receptions with Cook there. I mean, I'm hearing in training camp, too, that he's look, making things look easy is what I heard, quote-unquote, from one of the, uh, uh, the scouts there. But what I'm hearing are, are amazing things. It's kind of a gut feeling, too. You guys know how, how it feels. You kind of go with that gut. I mean, what's the worst that can he ha- what, what happens? You know, he gets 80 receptions for, what, 1,000 yards? I mean, the upside is definitely there. I mean, that's a bunch of reasons there. And, again, a big part of it is that gut feeling. I love Michael Thomas this year. Great yeah. player. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, the one thing that we definitely agree on here, you, I think you like Michael Thomas a lot the same way I don't like Willie Sneed because uh, I just don't see Willie Sneed cutting into uh, those high numbers. So, yeah, I think if somebody does, I'm, more, I'm thinking more that Ginn will cut into those numbers. But it's not crazy to think that Michael Thomas will, will get more of that. Well, I wasn't high on Ginn. He came out strong last year, and everyone's like, yeah, Ginn, or sorry, Sneed. Last year, Sneed came out uh, pretty strong. And I'm like, you know, I'm not sold on Sneed. Michael Thomas is the guy. He was on my bench. I drafted him early, and I like to stash a bunch of rookies on my bench that I feel have upside and are in a potential uh, position to succeed on the depth chart. So I saw the vision of Michael Thomas. He came out strong, and I don't see any reason why he shouldn't finish top three this year. Uh, great, great dynamic player. Sure. Sure. I, I do want to uh, throw uh, one question about that at you, and it's based on the New Orleans offense and the way that Drew Brees tends to distribute the ball. I know that Brandon Cooks is gone, but if you look at the target shares in New Orleans every year, um, it, you don't see ever a wide receiver over 22% of the target share. Last year, uh, you actually had Thomas in the lead with 20% of the target share. Do you think that it's possible for him to get more than that, because traditionally 
that has not been, you know, the New Orleans Saints offense has been the the socialist offense of uh, of the passing game, and they don't really like to distribute. I mean, they don't really like to uh, hone in on one right receiver like you might see Julio Jones in Atlanta get all the targets. That's not Drew Brees' game. Do you see that limiting him at all? Absolutely not. I, I see the potential upside there. I mean, they haven't. The thing is, they say, well, he doesn't throw to receivers that much in higher volume. Well, he hasn't had a good receiver, in my opinion, as good as Michael Thomas. And he had Jimmy Graham there. I mean, there hasn't really been a tight end to step up. Michael Thomas, I really believe, is that guy that could get a lot of that volume. I mean, Ginn doesn't really. I have this saying: he's had years to wow me, and I'm not wowed. But Ted Ginn is one of those guys. He hasn't really wowed me. Neither has Snead. I think Michael Thomas shines this year. I really feel that. Yeah. not. I mean, it's not so crazy. And uh, right now, let's see, uh, our consensus eight is Michael Thomas. Uh, I have him at nine. Armando has him at eight. And Christian has him at eight. So um, I would I would definitely consider move, bumping him up, uh, maybe past Des Bryant at least, maybe a couple other guys. Um, and that's the thing, guys. I don't even have Des Bryant in my top 15. Call me crazy, but my top 15 was really limited this year. What really turned me off with Des last year is his low receptions, 50 receptions on a run first team. He's just he's an honorable mention. He's probably like 16th or 17th on my list. But I really compared the stats. Now, I got Demarius Thomas at 15. If you go look at the numbers between Demarius Thomas and Des Bryant last year, he almost doubled them in receptions. I mean, that's one of the main reasons that really kind of turned me off Dez this year. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people are getting um, are putting De- uh, Dak Prescott down a little bit lower, but they're not really reflecting that in Dez Bryant, which maybe maybe they should. Uh, Armando actually has him at 14. He's the lowest on Dez Bryant out of our group. So, um, yeah, that's not a bad yeah, thing. Great player. Yeah. Dynamic player. He's amazing. Dez Bryant. But fantasy-wise, I mean, again, years to wow. I mean, I'm not wowed. And, you know, Tony Romo was that guy, gunslinger. He just throw it down, and you know, Dak I think is a little more conservative. Hence the four only four interceptions last year. Hopefully, he's a little more daring this year. If Dak is, I mean, his interceptions have to go up from there. Hopefully, he starts shooting it out to Des Bryant a, a lot more. You know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, another guy I wanted to talk about. Uh, we went from a guy who you're really high on to a guy that is slipping for you in Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, right now, he's our podcast number fourth, uh, number fourth wide receiver in consensus. Uh, Burrito's highest on him at number three. You want to talk a little bit about Odell Beckham and why he's falling for you? Yeah, I got him at number six, and I, I had the same type of situation come up last year with DeAndre Hopkins. Everyone had him top three, top four general consensus. I said, no, we had Braxton Miller, Lamar Miller catch the ball. They had Will Fuller there. I said, there has to be a decline in Hopkins, and sure enough, that came to be true. With Odell, I'm not saying he's a bust by any means, and some people always kind of take it the wrong way when I say I don't hate Odell. I don't say that. I just see a slight decline. I mean, look at his numbers there. I mean, they can only go down. I mean, especially with the implementation of Marshall now. we got Evan Ingram, who's a dynamic receiver in his own right. And then you got Sterling Shepard, who is a little banged up now, but he should be ready for the season. Odell's got to drop. They're going to spread the targets out. It's not, all, it's not the Odell show anymore now. And they've got Perkins there to catch the ball. The Odell show is going to take a little bit of a, a dive this year, I believe. Yeah. Actually, I, I agree with you. Over under eight and a half touchdowns for Brandon Marshall. Oh, that's a tough question. Put me on the spot. I'm going to say probably under there. Okay. Just right. under, like maybe like seven. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Agreed. Yep. That's a good number right there. Man, I really like Could be that. tight, though. You guys, that's a tough number to, to throw out there, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, 
another guy uh, who, who you know, uh, Al- <laughs> Alan Robinson. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We, we are all over the board with Alan Robinson. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, Alan Robinson. Uh, you know, with a down year last year, he had an amazing year two years ago. Um, we kind of think that maybe he's somewhere in between what we saw last year and the previous. Uh, right now, our consensus for Alan Robinson is... He's number 18 for us. I have him ranked 28. Deal has him ranked 14. And Brito has him at 12. Yeah. So a little bit. Correct. Yeah. All over the I board. So at, what do you think? I have him at 10. I have him at 10. Ooh. And I got him right ahead right ahead of Pryor. And I can go either or on this guy. Pryor's got way more upside. Robinson at 10. I like him. I mean... Even as bad a year he had yesterday, I mean, last year, uh, he had still had 73 receptions for 883 yards. Look for those yards to go up. And I watched almost every single one of those games, and I would, you know, launch my controller at the TV in frustration. I don't understand why Blake Bortles wasn't throwing him the ball. I understand he was under a lot of pressure, but he tended to go to uh, Marquise Lee and guys like that. I was so frustrated. And I understand the media hype stuff that he had a bad training camp so far and this and that. But Again, I've been hearing that his dynamic, his uh, mechanics have improved. He's uh, he's throwing the ball better. He's feeling more comfortable. Definitely, I mean, he's got to improve. He's got to have at least a thousand yards receiving, over a thousand, and at least eight touchdowns compared to six last year. Yeah. I don't feel warm and fuzzy about this guy at all. Trust me, guys. I'm not. I'm not. I have him on my team, but there's tons of question marks around him. But especially now, implementing a running game. I mean, it's going to be crazy. So. I still got him on my team as a wide receiver too, but again, I don't feel too comfortable, you know? Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Right. I think the last guy that we want to talk about, and this is really intriguing to me because we haven't talked too much about Terrell Pryor, um, speaking of question marks here. Uh, our consensus right now is a high-end, or I'm sorry, a low-end wide receiver too, pretty much, uh, with the departure of Pierre Garçon, where they can maybe Terrell Pryor. I don't know what happens to him as a true number one in a pretty good offense. Um, of course, and, uh, Andy Reid. Uh, Jordan Reid is there, too, snagging a bunch of touchdowns. And Jamison Crowder. What, what, are, what are your feelings right. on Terrell Pryor? You have Matt Just 11, I think, team. according to your website. You're sticking to that? Yeah, I'm going to stick with that. The upside there, let's run him through the cutty, guys. Consistency, we don't really have that because he's only got pretty much one year to go on, one, two years to go on. Nothing really to go on there. Upside, definitely there. He's got Kirk Cousins. He's set to be a wide receiver one. The targets are going to be there. We know that Reed doesn't like to catch, doesn't stay on the field too long. <laughs> you know, he's already out with some sort of toe injury or something, but he's nursing right now. So, you know, the upside there. Durability it shows that he is durable. Depth chart-wise, we talked about that. And then youth. He's, he's still, you know, he's 28 years old, still there. And you look at the training camp, what's going on. He's making these fancy catches. And Kirk Cousins sounds like he's talking high about him. I look at him as a high-end wide receiver, too. Okay. Fair enough. Um, like I said, there's just big enough question marks where I, I, it's, not, it's not crazy that, you know, he'd be a you know, high-end, too. Um, but a high-end. He's a first. He's a first rounder for you. That's that's really high for me. Uh, not a first rounder. I mean, I mean. a, a, yeah, a starting no. one, a wide receiver one is really, I think, extremely high. You can apply your same exact equation to Jameson Crowder, who has you know consistency from last mm-hmm. year with the same quarterback. Right. Yeah, he's not a true number one because he's playing slot, but he's going to get the receptions, and he showed huge promise towards the end of last year. So it's just it's a little uh, shocking to see him that high for you. Yeah, Armando, are you taking Crowder over? Prior? Oh yeah, definitely. Really? Uh, especially uh, reliability. Right. He's going to get the more targets than uh, J- uh, than Terrell Pryor. Uh, Terrell Pryor is. He might get a little more yardage because of the bombs, but Crowder is going to be getting a lot. in a PPR. You want Crowder over Pryor for sure. 
these are the two that's extremes. I think. I think that's a reach, but I mean, that's what that's the beauty of fantasy. We all have our yeah, opinions, yeah, right? That's sure. what makes oh, it all fun, right? One hundred percent. Yeah, exactly. But that's what makes me like Kirk Cousins. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, guys, I know we talked about this prior to getting onto onto the air here, but Brandon Cooks. I think you guys want to talk a little bit about that. Do you guys feel he's overrated? Because I'm going to state my opinion. Once you guys state your opinion about Cooks. Uh, well, I have him at 19, and Brito and Dale both have him at 11. I think where they're going to drop him down a little bit. Yeah, but, uh, so. I I don't feel I I think he's immensely talented. There's just a bunch of other guys in that offense. I mean, you 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 know that uh, what New England likes to do is just kind of distribute the ball everywhere. And for a right. deep ball guy like Brandon Cooks, where Tom Brady's average depth of target goes down every single year, and he I, he doesn't throw the long ball anymore. I'm not sure how comfortable I feel with Cooks. I think by the end of the year, his numbers will look good, but it's going to be so boom-bust every single week that you're going to be immensely frustrated with it. Right. I don't trust him at all, especially like especially guys like Hogan and Mitchell. You kind of thought about last year, maybe they might be starters, but then they have those big games, and then they do nothing for the rest of the games. And there's just so many targets, and so many people are high on Edelman and Cooks and Gronk. I mean... I mean, we're, we can only give so many targets for, you know, there's just so many mouths to feed, especially with those catching running backs there and so much going on with them. I just don't trust Cooks. I just think he's overrated this year. So much hype around him, so many people on him and think he could be a wide receiver one. I, I don't see that. Yeah. I, I, I yeah, I agree, I, I, I agree with that. Um, yeah, like I said, I, I have him at 11 right now and I'll probably be bumping him down as the season gets closer just because everybody is talking me out of it. <laughs> Um, Brito, do you want to, uh, I, there's this stupid game we play and at, <laughs> at first I thought it was like cool to do with our guests and like, it's slowly, um, sounding more and more stupid every time we play it, but Christian really wants to play it with you. So I'm going to let him take over, uh, Joseph and, uh, and let him, All right. and let him do his thing. And you, All can, right, you, can, totally, you can totally ignore the question if you want. I understand. Cause I probably would if I was a, uh, <laughs> if I was a guest, I <laughs> I kind of like this because we don't really play games on the podcast. We're straight to the point. No fluff. This is the kind of fluff I like. Let's get some games going here. <laughs> okay. All right. Go. All right. <laughs> so we usually play a game uh, where we use uh, the last name of the player person that uh, that's joining our show, and we have them rank people with similar last names. To our benefit, your last name is also a first name, so it opens up the door. <laughs> To basically rank anyone we want named Robert. So, <laughs> Robert I'm gonna, Woods? <laughs> I'm going to have you rank the Roberts, your favorite Roberts out of this list. And we'll include Robert Woods, Robert Downey okay. Jr., Robert De Niro, and Robert E. Lee. And Julia Roberts. <laughs> no, that's a different. <laughs> so I like ahead. Julia Roberts. All right, so go ahead and rank them. Julia Roberts, Robert Downey Jr., Robert De Niro, and Robert E. Lee. Rank them out of what, 10? No, just just put them in order for yeah, us. Put them in order from best to worst. Your worst. Into that. Are we talking looks? Are we talking acting ability? This is a confusing just, game, right? Exactly. And, and Joseph, this is exactly why I cringe when Brito mentioned it, because there's so many holes in this stupid game. Just, <laughs> we get nothing out of it. All right. You're doing. We're talking about rankings, right? So we're talking about how you would like to rank these people. In All right, just let's just roll how with you it. Think they'll do. All right. All right. I'm going to go with uh, Julia Roberts as number one. I'm going to go with 
Downey Jr. is two. I'm going to go with De Niro, and whoever that fourth guy is is number four. I can't remember what. Robert. <laughs> <laughs> so a guy or a girl? Who was the fourth person? Robert E. Lee. Oh, yeah, Robert E. Lee. He, uh, yeah. yeah, he deserves yeah. to last. Yeah, just and then Robert Woods is number five for me. Robert Woods. Oh, okay. okay. Robert E. Lee over Robert Woods. Okay. All right. I have one last fantasy question: um, Tavon Austin or Robert Woods? Oh man, uh, Robert Woods. He's a wide receiver. One Tavon Austin. Just nah. Uh, probably Robert Woods. I pick your poison, guys. Come on. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, Joseph, <laughs> Joseph, where can uh, first of all let me just tell all our listeners that. Um, are still listening after that horrible game. Um, <laughs> Joseph is probably the guy. Or I'm not going to say probably. He is the guy on Instagram to follow. He kills it. I mean, when you're talking about you know uh, the videos, the posts, um, he does. Uh, he's been doing reviews of drafts lately. I mean, he is absolutely killing it on Instagram. Where can people find you there? And then we can go into everything else after that. Well, that's definitely my favorite platform. It's at Fantasy Football Counselor on Instagram, at Fantasy Football Counselor Instagram. And, you know, join the community there. And I do a lot of the story modes and you get the live Q&As and people love the live Q&As. But, I mean, that's my main thing. And then obviously the podcast, uh, just, you know, how to find podcasts because you listen to this one. Check out the Fantasy Football Counselor podcast. I'm everywhere, man. Snapchat, Facebook, but start with start with the Instagram and the podcast and then we'll direct you. <laughs> cool. Well, Joseph, uh, we're excited uh, too to join you guys uh, back uh, probably sometime next week. So we'll announce that when we're on on your uh, episode as well, just so all our listeners can get um, a full 360 degree view of uh, what's going on. But anyways, uh, we really appreciate your time coming on and uh, giving us some some fantasy insight, something a little different than what we have talked about the last couple of weeks. So we appreciate your time, man. Appreciate you guys having us on. I can't wait to guys have to have you guys on the Fantasy Football Counselor podcast. Also, looking forward to it, everyone. All right, buddy. All right. We'll, we'll talk Thanks, to you soon. Man. Later. Thanks, guys. Take care. All right, and we're back uh, again. We appreciate having him on. Definitely check him out. Uh, good stuff over there. Good friend of ours. You know how much I didn't want to play that game. <laughs> At the last second, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to be a tyrant and not play the game. Uh, I think that wraps up the show. Again, Shout check out us to out. Canada and Australia, by the way. Yeah, there are a lot listen. of listeners in those areas. Why? For oh, check us out on Facebook, Eat Sleep Fantasy. Check us out on Twitter at Eat Sleep FF. Just check us out in general. Again, if you want to join our listener league, do so by giving us a five star review and emailing it to us, and you get entered in the pool. And I think that is about it. We appreciate everybody for listening. For Armando Crespo, for Christian Brito. I'm Dale. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Bye.